The culture definition of lit is when something is turned up or popping. But I'm talking about a different type of lit right now. I will consider myself to be a positive person. I see the good in everybody. Well, in this case, I see the candle in everybody. I try to light everybody's candle. But that's the thing. You can't light everybody's candle. Even candles burn out. They can only be lit for so long. This also applies in relationships and other things. When you're burnt out, how can you give light to other people? If your career deals with igniting people all day, who wants to do that when they get home? You have to surround yourself around people who ignite you too. People who are self-motivated and pour into you because you need that too. The truth is, everybody can't be lit, at least by you. Hey friends, thank you for pressing play and tuning into Women in Transition. I am your host, Tia Davidson, and you're invited to join me every week for transparent storytelling about life, love, and business. Get ready to laugh, to feel inspired, and challenged to get out of your comfort zone. We are all adjusting to this world of perfection experts doing it for the gram, when in real life, we're just out here trying to figure out what to do and how to do it. Hang on to our adult relationships, find the balance between side hustle and nine to five, and adjust to our new identities in marriage and parenthood. Each episode, I will help you see the growth and possibility in what's next. Are you in position for the next transition? Let's get into the show. Welcome back to Women in Transition. I am your host, Tia Davidson. And it's been a little minute, y'all, but I'm back up in this thing. Speaking of being lit and being extinguished, that's pretty much sums up my life the past three months. Reasons why it's been so long since I've done an episode. Um, So this podcast episode, I want you to focus on you. Starting with what ignites you? What lights the fire in you? I'm asking because there are people who are either used to being lit by people, places, and things, and there are people who are used to being extinguished as a result to being the light for people, places, and things. And when I say people, I'm talking family, friends, customers, your social media audience, if you have a brand. When I say places, I'm talking work, social media, church, wherever um, you're most involved in. And when I say things, I'm talking pets, cars, hobbies, literally whatever else. So for the people who others depend on to motivate and uplift them, who is that for you? If you're the source of inspiring, motivating, and uplifting other people, do you have your own source to get that from? Like, how do you replenish yourself? You deserve a source that you drink from and not just pour into, okay? 
Because what's going to happen is you're going to get burnt out and you're no longer going to be enthusiastic or this positive person and you, you are literally going to burn out like a candle. What happens when the candle, you light a candle, you leave it on all night, you know, it either burns itself out or it's going to burn up your apartment. Either way, both are terrible. So if the candle know when it's time to, you know, give up and whatever, you should too. So for, so let's use the example of the strong friend and the absent friend. We all heard about, you know, I'm the strong friend, but we don't really hear about the absent friend. So the strong friend is the friend who you don't really have to worry about, right? They're always there. They always seem to have it together. They always initiate in contact with you and they listen more than they speak. So you don't really know that they even have anything going on because, you know, they ain't telling you about it. Um, But then there's the absent friend who is there when you need them, but they aren't the best communicator and they tend to just live life in their own world and they just do the least. But they're there. They're still your friend, you know, but they're just like your low maintenance friend, I guess. And they might even take over the conversation when you do talk to them on the phone because they have so much to tell you. Do you guys see the potential opportunity for one to be extinguished? <laughs> we all have things going on. We do. But the point of this is if you're a person who is always giving of yourself and you're always, you know, doing things and creating, you know, opportunities and you're going to eventually burn out if you don't replenish yourself. So over the past three months, I have been MIA on purpose because I was burnt out. Like I was burnt out, you know, quarantine happened. And then, you know, the whole thing with COVID and I started this podcast because I had so much time. I was so excited about it, but I had already had other things going on. You guys know about my blog, the Millennial Wives Club. Um, I'm also a creative, creative consultant. So I help people with their branding and with their marketing and social media and creating content. And then let's not forget, I work a full-time job, y'all, like a whole full-time job. And the way my life is set up, like, I be having things going on. So I've had to take a break from everything. I literally just, you know, stepped back from everything and kind of just gave myself time to care for myself and rejuvenate myself and, you know, just figure it out. And so... I have a few tips for people like me who are out there trying to be Wonder Woman and trying to do it all, you know, while you're in transition, trying to figure out yourself, because I'm also still doing that, still, you know, on my little journey, trying to figure out what makes me happy and what I like to do. And I imagine that I'm not the only person in the world who is going through that. And so what I've done is definitely tap into my spiritual core. I've been praying. I've been meditating. I've been taking breaks to allow myself to just breathe and to gather my thoughts and to affirm positive words and affirmations over my life and over my day. 
Um, I've also taken social media breaks. Like, I think I took like two weeks where I didn't even think about posting. I didn't think about content or anything like that. Because social media can also be toxic. It's really great. But it's even better when you're able to unplug you know, when you're feeling overwhelmed, I can tell you as a content creator, when you're thinking about that algorithm and how when you leave social media, you know, nobody's going to see your posts, you know, depending on how long you you are away. It's kind of nerve wracking because you built, you know, this audience, this platform, and then, you know, to take time for yourself can kind of like ruin it for you. You know, if you're not like one of those planner content creators, um, and have it all organized and perfectly mapped out and planned out, then, you know, this may not be an issue for you, but it is nerve wrecking to, you know, think of content to post to your audience, you know, and it's, it's a little stressful sometimes, but, um, but taking that social media break is always like my go-to and I always feel so much better and so much more creative after the fact, um, Another thing that I've done and that I started doing was scheduling a regular exercise routine. So I would get up in the mornings and, you know, start working out and every little bit counts. And if you follow me on social media, you've seen my little workout routines. You know, I'm not no trainer or no professional or anything like that. I get on there um, on Instagram and hashtag at home workouts and I go edit. I just pick something and I just go with that. So that has really, really helped me because it's helped me to de-stress and taught my body how to manage stress. You know, I've, I'll have i run, I'll walk, I'll stretch, I'll lift weights. I'm just focused on moving my body, basically. And so as a result of working out, like that also, you know, is a great start to my day and puts me in a great, you know, mental health mood. So I would recommend that. Um, The other thing that I've done is I've really started listening more to music. I've started creating my own playlist for different moods that I'm in. And I've really found that very therapeutic. Like, you know, whether I'm in the car or, you know, in the morning while I'm getting ready, like setting like more positive, you know, music and things like that. I I forget how therapeutic music can be. And so I would definitely recommend um, you guys, especially if you have Apple Music, it's so easy to just make you a playlist according to your moods and you can play that music while you're feeling those things and kind of like zone out into the song. Um, The fifth thing that I have is just to get some rest. Like I remember I had three months where I was not sleeping. I will wake up. I go to, okay, first off, I go to bed at nine o'clock. Okay. I go to bed at nine o'clock and I wake up early, like by default so that I can do all of these things and have some time to myself. But for three months, I was not sleeping. I was going to bed and I was waking up at 3 a.m. on the dot, like for a very long, like every day for three months. And, you know, there's spiritual, you know, reasonings for that as well. Like, you know, people say between the hours of three and six is when the spiritual realm is opened and, um, you know, God is trying to tell you something or somebody's trying to communicate with you. And so, you know, went through that whole scenario. 
But the point is, get you some rest because, I mean, when you're not rested, you're irritable. You know, you wake up, you're just drowsy. You're just like, you know, ready to get the day over. And it's just not a good mood, you know, to be in. And so I that's when I started getting into meditation and looking into different apps to use to um, help myself, you know, fall into sleep and stay sleep. And so if you're one of those people who you're like a night owl and you're like, I'm just up, I just can't go to sleep. I would suggest looking into some apps to download, um, maybe looking to do a meditation before bed so that you can rest your mind. Because what was happening was my mind and as a creative, like my mind is always on, it's always on. And I kept thinking about what I needed to do. (laughs) And I also had been, you know, working on my computer in my bed. And so I read somewhere that, you know, you should really separate your bed from your work, like sitting up in bed and doing stuff on your laptop or working in your bed. Like, because when it's time to go to bed, your brain is doing whatever you've been doing in your bed. So your brain is still working and thinking of things. And so I had to literally give me a desk and separate myself from my bed and I no longer do work in bed. And so that really helped me when it was time to go to bed. So I would suggest that to you guys. Um, Another thing is paying attention to what you eat. Um, Especially before bed, like, you know, I ain't gonna lie. I love me some cookies, you know, before bed. And, you know, I like to drink me a little wine, a little alcohol before bed. But it's not really good because most of the time that stuff is sugary. And so it doesn't, you know, again, help with the sleep situation. Or it doesn't help with you feeling better when you wake up either. And so... What you need to do is drink you some water, okay? I have, I now have like a set time. Like I do not eat past seven o'clock. And you know, everybody's lifestyle is different. And you know, on the weekends, that ain't the case. But that's my goal. Like I'm not finna start cooking at 7.30 and eating at 8, 8.30, 9 o'clock. Because what are you finna do after you eat? You're gonna go to sleep that food is going to stay on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless you about to go to the gym before bed, um, you need to one, definitely pay attention to what you eat and when you eat and definitely not trying to eat nothing that's unhealthy that, you know, like, cause, um, your girl like zebra cakes and hot Cheetos. And so, um, (laughs) those are my guilty pleasures and my snacks. But I'm not going to eat that before bed because I know that I want to rest well. I want to feel well when I wake up. And so, you know, who am I? Who am I? I'm nobody. I'm just here to, you know, give you some little tips. Um, Another thing is slow down, like slow down. I realize that me being busy has been a trauma response. And it's also a way for me to distract myself from all the things that 
I don't want to pay attention to <laughs> like or or even think about and being busy is not good like you know you see it on social media like if you got a brand or a business like being busy I'm busy like that's like a cool thing but it's really not because you are literally burning yourself out um trying to do it all trying to handle it all the more you pile on your plate like the more responsibility and less time you have for yourself, you find yourself giving more time, giving more energy to everything else but yourself and you're not replenishing yourself. And it's just like, just stop, just slow down, just slow down. It's not an emergency. Pace yourself. Um, and that's also what I have to tell myself too sometimes. Um, so I'm not just talking to y'all. I'm talking to myself too. And then also, you're also going to have to say no to some things. You're going to have to say no. You got to start creating some boundaries. Um, Part of the time when I was away, I really had to think about um, what my priorities were and what was essential and what was not. Like, what's what I wanted to do and what is what I needed to do? And then even for the things that I wanted and needed to do, what did I need help with? Because that leads me into the next point. Don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, no, say no to some things. You got to learn what you can say no to. And then you got to learn to ask for help for the things that you do want to do because you can't do it all on your own. And I even had to realize that when I had to, you know, really sit down and think about um, where I wanted to put my energy into after starting all of these, you know, hobbies, (laughs) you know, the blog, the Millennial Wives Club is a whole community. And then this podcast, you know. Though I thought it was going to be a lot easier than blogging because it's like, oh, I just get to talk and y'all get to listen versus reading. Um, It's really not. It's still work, you know, because I still like to put out quality stuff. I don't want to just put things out there. I want it to be purposeful um, and I want it to have meaning. So, you know, but managing this, the blog, my job and everything else, like it's a lot. And so instead of trying to run it all by myself and do it all by myself, I've had to ask for help from my community as it relates to for the Millennial Wives Club, because I believe that that is something that's really needed. I think it's a wonderful thing. And, you know, I started this. And so I wanted to be able to finish it and continue it. But I also think this podcast show is wonderful, is needed, and it's, you know, easier to you know reach a more broader crowd like I've literally had people join from listening to this show and so that just lets me know like that this is needed and so I've had to ask for help and so I encourage you especially if you are someone who feels like you have to tackle everything alone even when you're drowning in stress Like call a family member, call a friend, you know, and just tell them. And and who knows, even if they can't help you, maybe they know someone who can, you know, as a creative who creates brands and things like that. I don't really have a lot of 
people that I can call on to ask for their advice. So I really am um, trying to figure it all out myself most of the time. But, you know, you're not alone. You are not alone. And there is always someone else who can help you with whatever that is. So this leads me to my last point, which is get a support system. Don't do things alone. You know, you have to, it's very important for you to have family and friends in your life that you can literally go to for different things. And if you don't have that, that just means you need to reevaluate your circle. You know, if you are the only value in your circle because you're the only one lighting everybody up, you know, and encouraging them and inspiring them and you are just there extinguished with nothing and you having to light your own candle, like, no, candles don't even light themselves. Like, what are you doing? So... I would encourage you to reevaluate your circle and maybe join, you know, a Facebook group or a community or, you know, find people who are doing things that you are doing, that you enjoy doing, whether it be you're a mom and you want to hang around other moms or you're a wife and you want to be around other married women or you're a business person and you want to talk more about business stuff to people, there is literally a community for everything. Um, And I would encourage you to seek those out and do your research and join it so that you can have the support and the light and the inspiration and the motivation that you are to other people. So when it comes to being lit, to being extinguished, I just want y'all to consider the tips that I've shared with you because they really have helped me personally. Um, And I know that everybody is different, but I would really encourage you to really think about what lights your fire and who you have around you and what things you can do to kind of pour back into yourself. And I think the things that I named, no matter what your role, your current role is, whether you're a mom and you're just like, I don't have time to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. I don't got time to work out. I don't got time to do. You got time. You got to make time, sis. You got to make time because as women in transition, we got to figure this out. And even if you are all that you have, like you have to figure it out. And if you don't have anything to figure out, then how are you going to expect other people to figure it out? You know what I'm saying? People will use and abuse you until you ain't got no more to give. And then they're going to go to the next person and see what they got going on and and use and abuse them. And and then you go and replenish yourself and they're going to come back because they're going to see you okay again. No, we're not trying to live that type of life, sis. 2021, we are not doing that. So. I need you to, if you need to play this back again to get those 10 tips, because I named like 10 things, then you do that and you really think about it. And then if you're not following me on Instagram, I need you to follow me and I need you to send me a DM and tell me, you know, which of these tips best help you? Like, which one did you start with? Which one are you on? Because I really care and I want to know what your progress and I want to know. Um, if this was very helpful for you. So 
that's all I got for today. Um, I think I'm going to do more of these little mini episodes um, this go round. And so I look forward to hearing back from y'all. Thanks, guys. Bye. Well, all right, friends, that's all I got. Until next time, thank you for tuning in to Women in Transition. I am your host, Tia Davidson. I hope you enjoyed the show. For show notes and submission of questions, please visit www.accordingtotia.com. But before you do that, can you do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast? And while you're there, leave a rating and a review on iTunes. I would really appreciate your feedback and your support. And if you're not already following me at According to Tia or at the Millennial Wives Club, you are missing out. I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Step out of my comfort zone, I'm not afraid. See, I don't want to block what God has for me. Watching what I feed my mind, good energy. Good energy. And I let go the people that's no good for me. See, I'm fully, fully persuaded, persuaded that I can do this. Yep, I can make it. I'm an entrepreneur with integrity. I like nothing. I ain't no sense of jealousy. I ain't gotta apologize for Ain't nobody standing